very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And to listen to tonight's interview, you know what to do by now. Every week I tell you, go to subscribe at our website, VeritasRadio.com, and you'll get your login immediately. And if you want to upgrade your life, and I guarantee it, literally, go to SanitasRadio.com and experience what has really been a life-changing radio program for me as well. And if you want to be a guest on this radio program, want to get in touch with me, have a suggestion, feedback, or a question, I'd love to hear from you. Just click on the contact button of our website. For humans to physically travel to alien worlds in order to meet and interact with their inhabitants has, at least up to the early part of the 21st century, been technologically beyond humankind's capability. There are, of course, close encounters with alien beings and their UFOs, but these are inevitably brief and very little about their worlds and cultures has so far emerged. Humankind has found itself effectively imprisoned like some caged animal in a zoo, where other beings can visit us. We cannot physically escape Earth and visit them. The result of this confinement is that humans know very little about extraterrestrials, while they know a great deal about us. Or surprisingly, the alien beings who do visit us are of the opinion that humans are currently still in a primitive state. Fortunately, there are plenty of alien beings who are enthusiastic about assisting Earthlings to discover more about other advanced beings in the universe. Metaphorically speaking, the human species is being offered a chance to improve itself and join an intergalactic club of highly advanced species. Is there a way to communicate with alien beings and even visit their worlds? Tonight's special guest says it is possible via astral projection and out-of-body consciousness. And he will tell us how. His name is David McCready. David was born in the United Kingdom in the mid-1960s as the first son of two homeopathic doctors. Both parents displayed good intuitive skills, and his maternal grandfather was ahead of his time in this regard. Young David displayed no obvious clairvoyant skills, and his interest mainly lay with mechanical things. David ultimately qualified as a professional structural engineer and project manager. He went on to principally work as a building and maintenance contractor dealing with a comprehensive range of mechanical and electrical systems. David always had an interest in otherwise invisible or unreachable worlds. In 1995, David achieved reliable access to the astral world and an array of non-physical beings. 
who were able to take over his adult education. David was then able to set aside his engineering profession and instead specialize in training people in astral science and projection. In 2014, David was upgraded with specific consciousness abilities, which would enable him to lead pioneering research into extraterrestrial worlds using astral projection. He has authored two books. The first one is titled The Great Simulator, and the second, which just came out a few months ago, is titled Real Alien Worlds. And directly from London, England, I would like to welcome David McCready. Hello, David, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hello, I'm great. Thanks very much, Mel. It's Thanks for having me on your show. My mm. pleasure. And you know, David, for years, I've been telling the audience that as a child, I remember in seventh grade, I had a very, very open-minded teacher, a science teacher of all things. And she basically said, today, I want you to close your books. And I want you to ask me any question. And when it was my turn, David, I said, I would like to communicate with extraterrestrials. So obviously everybody was looking at me as the the odd kid. And she said, hey, hold it. Don't make fun of me. That's a very valid question. And she basically told me, you know, get an AM radio, start tuning it where the white noise is, concentrate, concentrate, and concentrate. And one day, maybe you'll be able to make contact. Of course I didn't. And it was decades later until I finally found somebody like you who's going to tell us, how to do just that. But first, for the audience, how did you get to to understand all of this? Well, as a, a child, I had a good sensitivity, but it was switched off. And what that means is I would have been able to sense a lot of things, but oversensitivity would have made it very difficult to handle. So the result was I couldn't really sense people properly at all. And I lived my early life in a state where getting a sense of what other people's emotions and feelings were was endlessly complicated. But later on, uh, as I matured, it then became possible to start bringing that sensitivity online. And I was always interested in books about how you'd sense uh, guiding spirits or departed relatives. And bit by bit, I thought I got to go and learn how to do this. So I attended a few courses and things of that sort. But there was no enormous breakthrough straight away. It all came very gradually. And a turning point moment in this was when I was reading a book on self-hypnosis, and near the back page, probably one or two pages from the last, it mentioned that when someone was in a deep hypnotic state, they could travel out of their body, and they could meet other beings, such as guiding spirits, who could tell them useful things. And I immediately thought, well, this is for me. I've got to learn how to do this astral projection thing. So I started to uh, get as many books as I could on the subject. And on my own, I began experimenting with what happens if you lie down and try and breathe a bit better and see if you can float out of your body. And I must say, it was one of the roughest things I ever got into. Uh, for example, when you do get minor success, 
you end up disconnecting from the ability to move your body. And when you suddenly go into a state of paralysis, it's terrifying. And your heart starts to beat as if it's going to explode. And then your body begins to react again, but you get a tremendous shock. Or you do find yourself floating out rather crudely, and you run into strange sounds. Uh, for example, on one of my very early projections, I floated out, and something like a dog barked at me close in my ear and sent me shooting back into my body. It was like another big shock to the system. On other occasions, it was the case of floating out. And, and if you can imagine, you're a screw being screwed into the ground slowly. There were weird sensations of just being twisted into the earth. So there's those sorts of things. And through all of this, I just kept persisting because I still hadn't run into any sort of useful guiding spirit. Uh, and I knew it must be possible. So just keep on going. Uh, on further occasions like that, I got the experience of what it was like to nearly die, but not really do so. I'd projected out of my body, come back, and when I came back, I was incredibly cold, so cold that when I tried to warm up, nothing did it. I went and lay in a warm bath of water, pouring in hot water endlessly to see if I could get hot again. Nothing would do it. The inside of my body felt like a kind of cold skeleton. So I asked for help. I sensed there was some sort of higher self helping me. And I said, what have I done wrong? And the answer came back along the lines of, you idiot, you've left part of your spirit body in the astral world. <laughs> and I said, oh, what do I do? And it's like, We'll get it back for you. Just we'll get it back get for it you. We'll get it back. And then I felt my spirit body, or the lost bit of it, come back, and all the warmth returned back to my body. I mean, this is what it is like for people when they die, but in reverse, it's they, they feel the warmth leave their body. They go colder and colder because the spirit body is leaving, and then consciousness departs. The physical body will die. Uh, but there I was experiencing the return of a lot of that spirit body. So literally um, you were almost half dead at one point there. Well, you could say half of what I normally was had left. So right. I, I was giving myself an accidental getting close to death experience in all my bumbling attempts. And then I found myself to be lying in a bath of extremely hot water and had to reach rapidly for the cold tap because the crisis was over. What made a significant difference to a lot of this was I thought I got to get some sort of training. And one day I chanced to post a healing center and I asked the manager and owner of the place i said is there anyone here who teaches astral projection and he said i don't really think so but we have a hypnotherapist who might be able to help and i asked the hypnotherapist can you help and he said i've never tried to teach it before but i'll experiment on you so on that basis we embarked upon an experimental training course and what he basically taught me to do was how to just sit down and relax and relax deeply enough. 
And after a few months of haphazard trainings, uh, I did find that I could start to float off. And in this very dark world, there was something that looked like it was probably a guiding spirit at last who invited me to sit down on a bench beside him. And I thought he was then going to have a very verbal conversation, such as the one we have now, and explain the wonders of the universe there and then. But it turned out to be more mundane. He, need me, he needed me to learn the telepathic uh, language, starting off with what is yes and what is no in telepathy. But the breakthrough was made, and after that point, I was then able to start linking up with various guiding spirits in the astral world, and they began giving me direct training in how the whole thing was done. So you might say I was being trained from a higher level and given a lot of knowledge that wasn't otherwise available uh, on the rat run of going to courses and asking people how to do it. This so also produced... So who, if you had to point the finger at the person who trained you, person or entity, can you point the finger at, at something? So, well, in physical terms, the guy who got me to just relax enough is mentioned in the end of the Great Simulator book, a guy called Gareth Williams. And I put it in the end of the book. If anyone finds him someday, tell him to get in touch. So I don't know where he's got to, but that invitation is still up there. Once, however, I'd learnt to get into the astral world, uh, I've encountered so many different trainers and helpful people, it's just impossible to keep track of who they are. So there's no one finger that can be pointed in that direction anymore. There's just been endless characters who I've run into and have helped uh, in one advance after another. So the next big step that happened in this was I then acquired enough ability to have a conversational link with guiding spirits. And even if, say, I was driving my car, I could sense them enough to uh, have simple conversations about them on all subjects, whatever was of interest. So I was able to stop my engineering work, and I started to teach people how to themselves connect into these higher energies, which would give them a link into the astral world. And this produced a wonderful assistance in the form that when the David body sat down to teach people, he himself was being trained in that moment. So it was rather like being a janitor in a wonderful lecture hall where tutorials are given and expert professors and scientists come in to explain what they know. And... and like the janitor standing in a corner, if you just hang about there long enough, you'll start to learn a lot of things and you'll pick it up. So in that respect, I've been assisted enormously. So let me ask you this. Astral projection and OB, out-of-body experience, are they yeah. one of the same? I'll ask the question again. Astral body and out of body astral projection, Astral projection and out-of-body experience. Are they the well, same concept? They are the same concept, and they can appear on a vastly different scales. 
to give you a simple definition that I often use, there's a very heavy form of astral projection and there are very light forms of astral projection or out-of-body consciousness. And, and there's also having some out-of-body awareness. Now, to demonstrate what I mean by a bit of out-of-body awareness, you can be sitting in your body, but you can be looking at people and pick up things that are in other dimensions. So, for example, when I glanced at your photo uh, a few days ago, one of the things that jumped out from me immediately was the enormous amount of red energy that would sit around your head and your body. And I thought, wow, he must be a very driven character. He won't be able to rest on his mission. He'll just have to keep getting up and doing it more and more. I don't think a guy like that could stop. So that would be a definition of having a bit of out-of-body awareness without having to particularly leave your body or go any distance. You can see other people's energies, and you can often pick up things like guiding spirits. In respect to going more out of your body, astral projection, as I said, it can be in a very heavy form or it can be in a lighter form. Fundamentally, we're all one being. We're all connected to one godly energy, which puts out many fingers, almost like an octopus's tentacles going down into lower levels. And as it goes into lower levels, you could start to describe us as souls. But souls on their own don't really have a lot of personality. And to create personality, the things we associate with being humans, that's at a lower level still, and there are a lot of spirit forms there that are created and in many ways borrowed. So the human body is a vehicle for spirit forms, and those spirit forms energize it and produce the wonderful, diverse personalities that we then experience being. If you're doing a very heavy astral projection, you take a lot of that spirit form with you into the low astral world, and people often find themselves floating around their bedrooms or floating around rather strange lucid dream worlds that bear some resemblance to the physical world they already know. And what's going on in this moment is that both your physical body and a lot of that spirit body acts as a focusing machine. It focuses your consciousness into a central point. So even when the spirit body leaves the physical body, you're still in a focusing machine of sorts, which keeps you experiencing something resembling an earthly world. With light astral projection, what you're trying to do is leave even a lot of your spirit body, which contains a lot of your earthly personality behind. And when you start doing that, you find yourself initially floating out into relatively dark regions where you begin to see guiding spirits and other helpful spirit beings show up as quite bright lights, not really human, but more like big orbs of light that can show a human facade if they 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.